Maybe we should Damn. rewatch it. Maybe we should watch that for the next one. Do we we'll have watch to? Five percent. I think we should. I think it's that bad. I think it, it it exceeds the point of of boring monotony and goes into terrible fun territory. I don't know why. Is it me or does Tim Allen tend to be in a lot of Christmas movies? Is Tim Allen? <laughs> well. And you guys don't know, and now I can't use that for the podcast, so we're gonna keep moving. <laughs> You're leaving that in. <laughs> I am not leaving that in. <laughs> that is that is not something that's going into the podcast. <laughs> it's gonna be a whole part gone, including this part explaining it. It'll just cut off for no reason, no explanation I'll just, why. I'll just, you know, we'll have a whole conversation, a chunk of it'll be missing, and then it'll just cut to, welcome to the Dancer's Paradise podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> what do you want? Do you want to do it? I'll, I'll stop. No, I'm, you no, do it. I'm just let's go. wondering. No, let's go. Let's I go. Wanna, go. I want to see Ten. how. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. Intro. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dancer's Paradise. <laughs> I quit. Oh, this is going to be so awful. Welcome to the Dances Paradise Podcast. How long have we been talking now and we're just now getting to this? <laughs> 15 minutes. It's fine. It's fine. Don't we're worry about it. If someone had hit the record button, it'd be longer. What, we'd be like, what, half, half an hour of bullshit? No, it would have been you singing us the Canadian National Anthem and it would have been glorious. Motherfucker. Stop. I don't think you know it. I'm gonna be real. I do yeah. know it. I just, well, I forget. What's the, the first moment. line? What's the first I line? I literally said it. Well, so tell me again. Okay, I know we stand on guard for they. Oh, okay. On guard for what? The fucking country. What do you mean on guard for what? <laughs> the French. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> oh, for Quebec. We're on guard against Quebec. <laughs> Man, you want to keep Quebec contained? Just put a bunch of English letters around the border. It'll be fine. <laughs> no, soon. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cut that one. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Soon's Canadian. He knows what he's talking about. We're starting off strong. We're going hard. Well. This week, we uh, plan on watching a bunch of Christmas stuff for a Christmas special. And uh, Christmas movies are kind of not great. So we watched other <laughs> stuff instead. We tried. We watched Krampus. And it was okay. But I don't think there's anything to talk about, really. It's, nah, it's, it's just it's just uninteresting. It's like, oh, okay. I think it's just comparatively to all the other stuff we've watched. It's just just a movie you know yeah it's just a movie and and i'm starting to see that with with some of this stuff like it's getting harder and harder to find stuff that's actually interesting to talk about um especially with popular stuff like we also watched free guy with ryan reynolds yeah that and that kind of sucked <laughs> yeah it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was two hours of jokes that weren't really funny i don't know i i didn't enjoy my time with i i wish i had those two hours back I like yeah. I like the end. <laughs> the ending, the ending part was fun. Like the better part, yeah. but I, I just have an issue with like video game movies because most of the time, it, it it's just it's such a disconnect because oh, the things yeah, that are happening do whatever. The, the, are not <laughs> are not how they should be working. What is the <laughs> like point of the you, video game that you're in? 
If you've played any video game, you would know that this is not right. <laughs> well, there's very... just little. It, it was the same problem. I mean, we talked about this with Monster Hunter and video game adaptations just don't really work. And, and it's noticeable because like you just said, soon, if you were to look at Free Guy, which is uh, uh not Free Guy, they play Free City, which is the giant yeah, MMO they play in the game. Was it two or three? Really was no it point. One or two? Was it Free City 2 when they were making three? Free City 2 was the the upcoming title. I couldn't remember. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it really doesn't. But it like, really doesn't. When you're watching the game, there's really no... It's like GTA Online, but before there was anything to do. And then there's things happening that are weird. Like, um, the one thing that got a laugh out of me was because a player character ran in, killed an NPC, and then teabagged him. But it was all live action, so it was kind of funny. But the funny part is that, like, nobody's teabagging NPCs. Like, that that doesn't work. That's that's not how... Why would you do that? That's, I, I do. <laughs> well, well, I mean, for a joke, okay. every so often, maybe. No, but it, no, it's, it's not stupid. something that happens often. No, you teabag other players to make them mad, right? Also, that's how that the, works in games. There's the con- I think they kind of imply there's, like, the concept that the NPCs apparently don't fight back all that much. No, yeah, and they're like nobody. Yeah, they even said a line. They're like nobody gets killed by NPCs. This is so unexpected, and it's like, wait a minute. That's well, like the, usually what are you what doing in the game gets. then? Like, yeah, yeah, there's like no risk. Well, they said nobody gets killed by NPCs, and then there weren't really player characters fighting against each other either. It was just, just player characters up. running around killing NPCs. That was the whole point of the game, apparently. I don't know. Aside from that, the movie was kind of lackluster and um, stupid. And I don't know, some, some of the ideas are just insane. Like from a technical standpoint, the idea that this these two people accidentally created artificial intelligence and didn't know it. <laughs> I don't think they accident. The, the, okay, so I guess we're gonna talk about it a tiny bit. The point is that, like in Free Guy, Ryan Reynolds plays an NPC who. Uh, a non-player character who develops AI and comes to life and then falls in love with this one player character chick, right? The player character chick is part of a duo of developers who created a AI uh, program game, an AI game where the NPCs would basically grow and learn and adapt, which was then stolen by some guy to create the free city game that Ryan Reynolds inhabits. And then the whole plot of the movie is them trying to prove that uh, the technology was stolen and dethroned this other video game king. They're trying and... to dethrone the vampire from what we do in the shadows. Well, you're making it a little more complicated, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun thing, is that the, the main head honcho bad guy is one of the people from what we do in the shadows. It was He's fun. the dandy. He's the dandy. He's a great actor. Uh, he's wonderful. <laughs> he we couldn't, we couldn't figure out who he was at first, and I finally clicked. I was like, oh my god, it's Taika Watiti. It's wonderful. What <laughs> I love that. Um, but none of it. I don't know. I lost Movie's too long. Thought. Doesn't make it's much sense. Long. It's only a little bit funny. It's not really worth your time unless you really like Ryan Reynolds. That's about it. <laughs> I like Ryan Reynolds. Well, I don't have a problem with him. He definitely does play the same guy in every movie. And if you're interested in two hours of that, but like not at Deadpool levels of humor. It's kind of boring. I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I liked it about as much as I liked Ready Player One. 
Oh, I remember that. I've never seen it. It's, it's <clears throat> nostalgia, it looks great. The movie. Ready Player One looks great. Like Ready Player One does? Yeah, I mean, you get to see all the Jurassic Park dinosaur and King Kong. Like, you see a whole bunch of stuff you know from the past. Um, what impressed me with that that movie was, like, the scenes where they had all those video game characters. And, like, the, all the CGI that they have in, in that movie is done amazing. It, it looks really good. And it's cool seeing, like, all the different video game characters uh, and stuff together. And all the uh, the pop culture references. But that's really all it is. It's just a, a pander to... to <laughs> To your nostalgia from other other franchises. Well, do you guys remember seeing those PlayStation commercials a while back with all the PlayStation characters in the pub? And they'd all be talking about the adventures they were having. And you just kind of look around and be like, oh, that's that guy that I like. And oh, that's oh, yeah. that one over there. And it's just that for another two hours. Pretty much. And it's another one of the video game movies where if you take a look at the video game in like a, you know, a, a scrutinize it for what it is it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. There's a lot of nonsensical shit happening. Yeah. The, uh, the story is a little more interesting, but the things that actually happen throughout ready player one don't, don't make any sense at all. <laughs> no, I don't even no, know why we're really. talking about it. We're, we watched. Okay. So we watched two movies that were far <laughs> more interesting. One being, uh, from dust till dawn, uh, is it, which is a Quentin Tarantino action horror film. Classic. It's kind of old, ninety six. Yeah, and there's some uh, comedy in there as well. It's comedy. It because there, there there definitely has to be. Yeah, yeah, there has to be. And then we also watched uh, the fanatic, which is we'll get there. That's an interest. We'll talk about the fanatic. I felt not great after watching that movie for like the rest of the day. Let me yeah, let me just say it's let me it's just say it opened and it made three thousand dollars. And never made any no more way. money. You're lying. Yeah. It only made $3,000? It did not make much at all. It, from 52 theaters on opening day, it made $3,000, and that's it. Damn. Damn, indeed. Fritters. We'll get there. <laughs> Fritters. Man, Damon. Um, so, yeah, we watched From Dust Till Dawn, and that uh, is a Quentin Tarantino movie. And it's got uh, George Clooney and Harvey Keitel and Juliette Lewis. And and I don't know. I just threw this on because we couldn't think of anything else to watch. And I was like, wait, I like this movie. <laughs> the and, only uh, actor I recognize was John Travolta. Well, he's not in this movie. You must be thinking wait, of George Clooney. I was thinking of Fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you at, dude? What well, are you doing? <laughs> I, I don't know what happened in this thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the only ones I recognize are George Clooney and uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I, I recognize but, the other ones, but I'm a little older than you guys, so I like this. This movie is pretty. It's pretty good. Like I remember when I first saw it. Well, it, I mean, uh, it starts out real rough. It does. Know? It, it what is it? It starts out and it's like um, it's like a bank robbery movie or something. I I, I missed the very beginning of it. It but, it uh, starts out like a criminal on the run kind of thing. Yeah, so the very beginning, you actually it starts off with a conversation between a store clerk at like I think a gas station or something similar. Oh yeah, um, I had to repeat that like five times. Yeah, I, guess I can't remember what happened. Yeah, and then with it. the sheriff, and the sheriff is talking with the uh, the guy, telling him about like how he heard uh, some news of some bank robbers uh, up up north that apparently like killed several officers, and he was talking about like how if he ever ran to him, he'd 
he'd uh, take care of them and all this other stuff. And the sheriff leaves to, to use the bathroom for a second. And that's when you see that the uh, the people here were talking about are actually in the store and had taken another customer hostage. Uh, you don't see why they're in this situation. It just kind of happens. And this is where it kind of goes nuts because they hide again, telling the shopkeeper that if they say anything to the sheriff, they're going to kill the customer. So the cop comes back out. They're talking again. He doesn't suspect anything. Props to the shopkeeper because he's like, just he's he just seems so nonchalant he's acting perfectly normal to be honest he's doing Thank great <laughs> and then the sheriff gets shot in the back of the head <laughs> and it's like oh because they don't hide anything it's purely no, it's graphic very gory movie yes it's very oh, gory yeah. and, and this is where you see how kind of, like the dynamic immediately between there are two uh robbers who are played by george Clooney and quentin tarantino um where Oh, God, what is their actual names? I forget now. Uh, um, I don't Seth know the first Richie. guy. Yes, yeah, Seth and Richie. Richie is the one I remember, yeah. Seth is a played, psycho. Yeah, Seth is played by... Um, George Clooney. Uh, George Clooney, and Richie's played by Quentin Tarantino. And Richie is basically going off about how he heard the shopkeeper giving him all these tells and how he knew he was going to tell him. He, he's basically, like, kind of crazy. He's, he's, he's not all there. Paranoid as all hell. Yeah, he's very and, paranoid. And you can tell Seth has been dealing with it for a long time yep. Seth knows exactly how richie's gonna act at all times he, he's the anchor in the duo the one that tries to keep things in line and doesn't really work too well all the time well seth is the older brother too so yeah. he's been dealing with richie his whole life and uh i don't know george Clooney's like a badass in this movie i really like him in this one he is he does very well and there's this whole fight where like eventually the shopkeeper gets lit on fire the whole building's exploding it gets nuts it's a very good interesting start to the movie but when i when i watched it i thought that this movie was just a uh you know it's just a story of two criminals just trying to you know get to mexico and escape from the law and that's not where the movie ends up going because it plays it so well oh it's my like gosh two different movies and then at, at a certain point, it just totally becomes something else. And it's wonderful. I, I, I still love our buddy Strider being like, hey, uh, is this a movie that ha might happen to change halfway through? <laughs> and I, I came back. I was like, oh, wait, the movie hasn't even started yet. And we're like halfway through it. <laughs> yeah. And it, it gets kind of crazy. I'd never seen it before. So I had no clue what was going to happen. Oh, but uh, as, movie. as the movie continues, eventually um, we get more insight into the two characters, Seth and Richie. Um, while they're traveling, they'd actually kidnapped another person from their original bank robber robbery that they'd stored in the trunk and they stopped by a motel. Um, eventually they decide to rest there. And this is where you see more into Richie, where not only is he extremely paranoid, kind of insane, he's also a rapist <laughs> and oh, I this whole yeah. a sexual deviant. Yeah, he is all kinds of fucked up. And Seth knows this, too, because he reprimands Richie and, and tries to get him to not do that. And it's it's an interesting dynamic, and it's also makes you very scared of what Richie's going to do <laughs> because you well, just you don't know. They both kind of fuck everything up on multiple occasions. Like neither of them are <laughs> yep. very good at keeping a cool head. Yeah, so that's more predictable shitty. than than Richie sometimes. But but he's more angry at the same time. <clears throat> yeah. He's Seth, always pissed. It's at the end of the day, Seth's not afraid to just blow someone's head off if he needs to. Like that—that's really how it is. 
<laughs> but he's more afraid that Richie will do it just because he felt like it. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's this weird dynamic that works for the movie. I don't know how they survived this long. I feel like they both be in prison forever. Well, apparently Seth was in prison. He was. That's what oh, I want right. to know. That. I want to know that story. How did yeah. Richie bust him out? <laughs> Somehow Richie was able to get him out of there. I don't know. Richie how. is not calculating. No, I don't know. I, yeah, that's a good. How would how in would Richie this like insane, barely functional human being be able to bust somebody out of prison? Maybe he like ran a truck into a prison bus. That seems like a plan he might come up with. That's the movie I want to see. That's <laughs> eh, fine. We watch this one instead. What you want to see? Richie's adventures. <laughs> the adventures of Richie. No, I don't want to see that. Terrible. I want it to be animated. Twenty-four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Reeves cameo. That's gonna be great. <laughs> Uh, I think at this point they run into a family uh, who is Jacob, the father, and his two kids, and he's a ex-pastor. Yeah. He used to, and he yeah. lost his faith, and they're in an RV, and uh, Richie and Seth kind of uh, carjack him and tell them, hey, you're gonna, you, you guys are going to hide us, and you're going to take us across the border to Mexico, and you're going to make this work. And they, they, you know, they hold the kids at gunpoint in the back while... Uh, they kind of just drive to the Mexican border and it's, it's, I don't know, a nightmare for the father, but they're making it work. He's definitely got to Richie in the backseat with his daughter. And even Seth is like keeping an eye on him the whole time. He's like, I didn't tell you to talk to them. I told you to sit there and watch them. He's got to keep an and eye on Richie 24 seven. I mean, there's, yeah. that, there's that scene in the hotel room where it gets real weird in Richie's view. <laughs> yeah. There's a moment where um, you see Richie's you see point of view at some point. And like he just has straight up hallucinations about women, just in general. Yeah, oh, like he's not, convinced that they're good. real. I <laughs> was wondering because Richie was like, "You want to do that thing you said back in the hotel room?" I was like, "What are you talking?" Like I missed that part, but yeah. I didn't realize. And she's like, "What are you talking about?" I didn't say nothing to you. It's like, ah, oh, that thing you said. He is. That tells him to shut he, up. He's just straight up psychotic, <laughs> very. But um. And Seth has to always watch what he's doing all the time. And Richie has a very poor idea of like the of what needs to be done at at certain moments, because at one point they get to the um, to the border, like they're about to cross the border. They're going through border control or the uh, border patrol. And Seth and Richie are hiding with the daughter of the family in the bathroom because they don't want to get caught. And while the cops are like looking uh, around the RV, Seth tells him, oh, God, what does he say? He tells him to stop being crazy and just shut up. Or oh, something. Yeah. I don't want you know, he said, I don't want you to do anything crazy. And Richie like flips out. He's like, you just called me crazy. I know you did. You want yeah. to do that. And the cop and the cop played by Cheech Marin. Cheech Marin plays like three or four roles in this movie, <laughs> which is kind of great. Um, He's still, he's he's like right outside and he's like just shut up shut up and eventually he just like pistol whips Richie in the face. Yes, yeah. man, no, Richie yeah. went down like a bitch. <laughs> he did. <laughs> and then later Seth is like, hey, you know, you tripped and fell and hit your head and you broke your glass. Oh, okay, okay, it's fine. <laughs> he was out. He, well, <laughs> like, like, I mean, he's like my glasses and it's like, hey, man, we can't do anything about it. And he's like, oh, cool. I don't know, man. If you got hit directly in the face with like three pounds of steel. I don't know. I, feel I don't like think he used his gun, though. Didn't he just he punch did. him? He did. He definitely hit him with the gun. Oh, okay. 
So they make it through a border control border. God, you got me fucked up. Border patrol. They get through the border. Border (laughs) time. It's border. And the the goal is they're supposed to meet somebody um, who will get them taken care of at a bar called the Titty Twister the next day. Um, And it's a strip club in the middle of the desert. And uh, is it in Tijuana? I don't actually know. I just, you just, that you was just the wanted name to say Tijuana. Head. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I like the word Tijuana. Um, they show up at the Titty Twister, and at this point, Seth is like, everybody out, we're all going to go get drinks. And if uh, and if you and your family, he's talking to Jacob, the dad, he's like, if you and your family make it through the night with us, you know, we'll set you on your way. I have no interest in killing you guys. I just want to be done with this, and we'll all be happy. And they all kind of just like, all right. And they, it's it's like this kind of like, you would drive past this bar and never want to go there unless you are, I guess it's like a biker bar. Disney has like a scary biker bar. It's a very scary bar. I would not go there. Specifically a biker and trucker bar, right? A biker and trucker bar. There's all these trucks parked outside and there's like, there's like flamethrowers coming out the top of the building. And it's a little over the top. (laughs) You got Cheech Marin outside yelling about all kinds of pussy they can have. Yeah, all kinds. (laughs) He has a whole like two minute screaming match about, Hey, you can have a big pussy, little pussy, snapping pussy. It's like, it's insane. It's pretty, I like that part though. And it's uh, going to animals too. I was like, Oh, stop. (laughs) We got horse pussy. We got cat pussy. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. I oh. like that part. And uh, I think Seth just like he hits him for some reason. They're about to go in and he just pops him in the face and knocks him out and then go in, which leads to a problem later. I don't know why he did that. Because um, why not Seth, man? George I think it was a bakery like, hit. So strong. Was no, he hit, he hit, he hit the him. guy. He, he hit, did. He hit Cheech. Oh. And then Richie started kicking him, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they don't explain why. <laughs> I'm sure there was a region, a reason they did that. There was a region. Um, region. And they all kind of sit down at the bar. They're told to get out um, because they're not truckers. And Jacob has this whole speech where he goes, yeah, he says, I'm a trucker. I got to have a class A license to drive this RV. So that makes me a trucker. So let us in here. And um, he kind of just makes it work for them. Like, I guess at this point, he's just on board to making it through the night, no matter what it costs. And they all they all sit down and start having drinks, and it start seems party. like they're having a good time. <laughs> For now, party with our captors. Honestly, this is a weird part because, <clears throat> like, I I was not expecting them to get through the border as easily as they did. Like, I was expecting there to be like a chase scene or they'd have to stop somewhere for gas and, you know, all this other stuff. But the movie's only like halfway, and they they've already succeeded in their goal. Yeah, they're pretty much done. Like, they're just kicking back and waiting. Yeah. Um, and it seems like the, the hostages are kind of starting to like their captors a little bit. They at least like Seth. I don't think anybody likes Richie. No one likes Richie. <laughs> Fuck that guy. But Seth is a cool, likable, you know, guy. And uh, he's even trying to, like, fight people. And Jacob's like, hey, man, just chill out. Let's get through the night. Like, they're they're quickly becoming friends through all this to some degree. You, you can kind of see the Stockholm Syndrome, like, setting yes. in. It's, it's actually it kind of interesting. <laughs> And then uh, there's a scene where everybody turns around, the lights go out, and there is a stripper coming out, and she is the main event. And this is kind of rough because, you know, you're sitting around with, like, a group of people, and you're just watching this full five-minute, like, <laughs> strip tease. It goes on for too long. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, but there's a reason. I mean, it's all build up. 
because uh okay. she comes out well you're watching it and, and, well, at this point you're like is this a cop yeah. is this a robbery mm-hmm. movie like what the fuck Funny. is happening of course and then okay. there's this like five yeah. minute strip club scene and you're like okay why it's, and then it's because it's a quentin tarantino movie that's why i guess oh, is it you ever do that well especially and, the foot part there's a lot of feet stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very noticeable there's a lot of jamming feet and mouths and richie staring at feet and, and drinking like, off her feet with the booze yeah quentin it's yeah it's not a joke that quentin tarantino loves feet like that man this is this is from 1996 and you can see it that is how this works <laughs> it's both a joke hey and at least at he's honest time. you know <laughs> but um yeah, this is where the the movie takes a a huge twist, if you want to call it that, because um, at this point they're is. confronted by uh, by the people that they beat up up front for some reason. They don't explain why they did that, um, and a bar fight breaks out basically. And as they're all fighting, um, eventually, I don't remember how it happens. Well, they they shoot, the dancer uh, they lady, pull guns it? on them. They pull guns on the people they were fighting. So Seth and Richie. Oh. Uh, yeah. They're getting accosted by the bar bouncers and whatnot, and they pull guns. And there's like a standoff. There's a, a Mexican standoff, <laughs> and um, hey. hey, and I think they just end up killing the the bouncers. They just fire on them, and then they're like, "Everybody, hang out, be cool. It's gonna be fine." And then one of the bouncers gets back up. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people at the bar start laughing at him. And uh, just having a good time with this. And it it turns out that a bunch of the people at the bar are actually vampires. Motherfucking vampires. (laughs) Suddenly vampires. (laughs) There has been nothing in the movie so far to allude to like anything supernatural happening. No, this feels like it's like a totally different movie all of a sudden. Because then it just becomes an hour of fighting vampires in a strip club. And these are like those ugly vampires too. Like they're just gross looking, and the oh, fights no, are just wonderful. insane. Because like every vampire, they're every vampire is they look different from the next one. Some are like creatures. Some are just gross people. Some just have messed up faces, and some are like werewolves. <laughs> My biggest example like I found was uh, when the four strippers walk out. And the one on the far left is like super fucked up. Yeah, three of them are regular strippers with like vampire faces, and one is like this horrible, like pregnant beast thing. Monster <laughs> beast, kind of gross. And on top lie. of that, they're all extra squishy, so all the vampires explode constantly, and it's it's just wonderful. It yeah, is and a that, gore that's, fest. That's the movie's words. They describe the vampires as squishy, squishy. because they're like <laughs> forcing like the legs of a table through their chest with their bare hands. And they're like, we, I don't and, yeah. think we should be able to do this. These vampires must be really squishy. <laughs> well, it's weird, too, because the vampires punch them and they fly across the room like they're super strong. They just can't take a hit to save their lives. Glass cannon. Yeah, they're glass cannons. They went full strength though. <laughs> we, you know, they, they, the fight breaks out, and eventually, after all this slaughter, there's like, uh, the family, you know, uh, Seth dies in the no. fight. Richie. No, not Seth. Richie. Richie, Richie dies. Richie dies. Richie dies in the fight and um, comes back as a vampire, and they have to kill him, and it's kind of sad, but not really, because Seth is kind of cold blooded and doesn't care after a while. Also, it's Richie. <laughs> 
it also it's Richie, so you know, problem solved. <laughs> yeah, it, it seemed like he cared, but like he uh he's been expecting it for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he seemed prepared that Richie's probably gonna get himself killed at some point. They are joined by two other patrons of the bar who are not vampires. Um Frost, who's this big old buff old Vietnam vet, and uh uh, one of my favorite characters, Sex Machine. Who Sex has machine. A, he's like grafted a pistol on his dick <laughs> or something. And he's like, it, it's, I don't know. I don't even know how he operates it, but it's, it's kind of funny. Cause you know, he, he just, it flops open and then a pistol comes out a revolver and he just you know, he kills a few people with it. It's so fucking stupid. dude. It gets so campy. It goes from like this serious, <laughs> crime movie to like the campiest most wonderful vampire slaughtering movie i don't i don't know it's nuts i love and, it and there's other things too like at one point frost just like reaches into a vampire's chest yeah. and magically pulls out their heart and crushes it it's yeah. so weird he gives him like uh that indiana jones where he just he just Kali like the vamp yeah kalima there you go the, the vampire runs at him and he just punches him in the chest and rips his heart out and then just freeze frames like ah it's like all right i guess we're doing this uh but at uh, one point sex machine gets bitten and uh he, he's about to turn into a vampire and there's this amazing scene where frost is telling his like his vietnam backstory he's going about the horrors of war and all this other stuff <laughs> I think my favorite part about that is he's going on in this scene and he's talking about, yeah, there were 50 men with me and I started killing them with my bare hands. And he's, you know, doing this long wind. He's like such speech. a badass. But in the movie, they actually just start lowering the volume on his speech like constantly until you can't even hear him. And he's still going on about this like thing in a, in a, in a normal movie would just be this like heroic thing that's happening and then they're like nah we're not worried about that they're, they're, it's satire basically well his story goes on about like how strong and powerful he is and how he's like invincible <laughs> and then <laughs> sex machine just shows up and just like bites him <laughs> and he's like ah and uh before this there was one scene i kind of liked where um but there had been like a calm before the rest of the storm and Seth is telling him, he's like, now I don't believe in fucking vampires, but these are fucking vampires. And that's yeah, what we're that. dealing with. Does anybody disagree? <laughs> they're like, nope, it's, it's vampires. I, uh, he has I a great speech. A couple of great of, speeches. I just love the whole fucking thing of, I don't believe in vampires, but these are fucking vampires. It's so good. Because, you know, a lot of times in movies, they're like, I don't know what these are. What are we doing? What, you know, how do we kill them? And, and in this one, they're just like, nope, these are this, I, these are vampires. I've never seen them before. I didn't know they existed, but that's what we're dealing with. I still don't think they exist, but these are vampires. All right, we're going to need some crosses. We're going to need some holy. Like, they're legit saying that they're building crosses to fight the vampires. We got a priest. We're going to be fine. Yeah, you can bless our holy water. He's like, you don't you don't have your faith anymore, but for tonight, I need you to get your faith back, dig up whatever you need so you can bless a whole bunch of crosses and holy water for us. Can you do that? I guess so. It's like, all right, good. We're the on the same page. Seth is point. a gangster in this one. <laughs> he is amazing. Um, uh, they have the fight with Frost and the Sex Machine, and Frost ends up throwing Sex Machine through a door, which has been barred, and basically, there's 
hundreds of other vampires outside trying to get in as bats. And he throws them through the door, the door breaks, and suddenly they're all inside and shit just kind of gets crazy. Um, yeah, there's a point before that where Jacob, uh, the priest, makes a a large cross. <laughs> and to make it, he uses a shotgun with like the, the it's a pump action shotgun, but it has like a metal loop as the pump. And through that loop, he puts a baseball bat through it. So when, if a, <laughs> it's my favorite cross, he's holding the, up the, the giant <laughs> cross. And if any vampire goes too close, he just like aims the shotgun, shoots it, wrecks the shotgun with the baseball bat and is back to a cross. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's great. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Because so it works, too. It it's does. an actual working cross. <laughs> um, they retreat to a storeroom where they find all the leftover uh, deliveries from truckers that have stopped at the bar and been killed. Like I said in the beginning, that you go when they show the bar at first, there's a whole bunch of trucks that are just derelict and outside the front, and apparently they're all just dead folks. Um, yep. And yeah. the storeroom is housing all kinds of garbage. It's all junk for the most part, but they go, all right, we got to make as many crosses and holy water and stuff and and... We got to fight our way out of the year and, and maybe we'll make it out alive. Oh, at this point, uh, the priest, not priest, the Jacob, the father, who is also a pastor, has been bitten. And he's like, I got about an hour left before I turn into a vampire. So let's get this shit done and maybe we'll get out of here alive. They have like they, they make their makeshift weapons. One is like a super soaker full of holy water that he gives his son. With his, and, his condom grenades. He got condoms full of holy water that he throws at him. <laughs> so good. Seth has like a pneumatic drill with a, a stake on the end of it that really doesn't seem that useful. But it's still no. kind of a cool thing. I can't uh, believe he can it, it hold works, that thing like that. That's But it, it seems not easy to use at all. No. no, I used to work with those and you cannot flip those around like he was doing it. He was making it look like, like that was an empty drill. There was no parts in there. <laughs> uh, unless he's you know maybe he's super strong i don't know anyway they bust their way out and another fight ensues like i said the last hour of this movie is just vampire fighting it's yeah. just action yeah it is um and it was nice because the vampires decided to wait in the hallway the whole time they were getting prepared <laughs> they were just hanging out there's like hundreds of vampires just sitting there yeah like, they really I, they never try to like break the door down they just give them time to do everything i don't know Maybe they're just having fun. Who knows? Maybe they knew that there was stuff in there. Who knows? Who cares? It was still fun. It was <laughs> it was cool, though, because you look in the hallway and you just see all different kinds of makeup and creature effects. And like I said, yeah. it's not just one vampire kind. It's not just a wrinkly forehead. Uh, Buffy the vampire vampire. They're all yeah, different even, even kinds Frost of monsters. Different with his like vampire firm. Yeah, he had his all his whole jaw was like hanging open. He had like a predator mouth. It was weird. He had like a weird, yeah, like a weird like leech sucker tube thing going on. Looking yeah, it's out. done. It's done very well. I I like it. I'm a fan. He's a fan. Um, I'm a fan. They kind of just fight their way out. There's really nothing super important happens. The son dies. Um. Oh yeah, because he's like he his dad was like yo. When I'm when I'm a vampire, you gotta promise to kill me. And the son was like, "Okay, damn, he did something cold. He he like held a gun up to his head, and he's like, if yeah, you don't promise like, to kill me now, I'll kill myself right here.' <laughs> he's like, okay, yep. dad, fine, okay.' I'll he kill demanded you. they promise that they'll do it. And they're like, eh. And uh, when, when the hard. time comes, the kid 
fails. He failed his promise, and the dad uh, turns into a vampire and kills the son. And uh, they all, you know, uh, after the fight, it seems like the only ones left are Seth and the daughter. Yep. And that's it. Crossbow. Everybody else died. Um, and uh, the, the contact they were meeting is knocking on the door outside because apparently it's daytime all of a sudden. You know, it's morning. And yep. they blast some holes in the door, letting sunlight in. And uh, Seth and the uh, the daughter are kind of saved. All the vampires die. They, ex- the they explode. They explode. They do. They do. When they open the door, um, light sunlight hits the giant disco ball in the ceiling. And it reflects oh, yeah, the right. sunlight onto the and entire they ex- room. They literally they explode. All explode. It's amazing. I love it. This is a fun end to a movie. Um, I also, I like how their contact, I'll just say their contact was like totally uh, with just chill with the vampires being like, a thing. <laughs> well, the contact is also Cheech Marin. <laughs> and um, yeah, they have an argument outside about how like they, they basically don't talk about what happened at all. He's like, well, since I had such a rough night, I want 30% instead of 20 <laughs> they argue about that and then he's like all right cool we're gonna go and he gives uh i think he gives the daughter some cash i don't know and he's yeah, yeah he I gives her he a little bit and he's like just go leaves home. her with the rv yeah he just says here's your rv and then they part their ways and it's that's the end of the movie there is a cool shot where they like uh zoom out on the bar and you see that behind the bar is like a giant pit and it's like an Aztec, an old Aztec temple. And there's all these cars that have been driven down into the pit and left for junk. Like they're all old Aztec vampires or something. It's, it's a cool yeah. shot. They've been doing this for a very long time. It's good. I, I liked it. I was very surprised. It's such a fun movie. <laughs> it's a very fun movie. movie. It's, good. it's better than Krampus by far. it's not a high standard but yeah i I liked it i'm glad it actually was successful too (laughs) oh yeah they had a lot of they had a lot of good people working on this movie a lot it deserved to be as fun as it was anyway now that we've talked about that for the entire time let's let's talk (laughs) about the fanatic real quick which is a 2019 film i guess it's described as a psychological horror thriller it's something. directed and written by Fred Durst of Limp Biscuit fame. <laughs> yeah. It stars John Travolta and Devin Sawa, who I have not seen since Idle Hands. I don't know what happened. To oh him. my god! Wait, that's who that was. Oh, that's who I recognize. <laughs> yep, I have not seen him in <laughs> anything is, since Idle Hands. That is insane. But he's back as the most asshole <laughs> movie star you've ever met. I don't He's know. Part jerk. of me, part of me says he deserves it. Part of me is like, nah, that's kind of fucked. <laughs> I don't know. So the story centers around John Travolta, who is a diehard fan. He is a total simp for the actor. Um, what's his name? Hunter Dunbar. Uh, yep. Yeah, Hunter Dunbar, who is played by Devin Sawa, and it's a very small cast for this movie. And John Travolta, he goes by Moose. Moose is his name in the movie, and he definitely has autism or something like it. He and, does. It It states, yeah. Okay. He's got- he does not. I don't know how he functions in society. This is not like, um, you know, functional autism. This is this. He needs like somebody <clears throat> taking care of him. Yeah, he, yeah. His, his actions are completely like impulsive. Yeah, he is. I, I don't know how he affords the apartment he's in they, they did explain that because oh uh, did they yeah his friend borrows borrows him money 
Oh, she just loans him money for how how often? Like how long is because this because this house is this house is fully decked out in memorabilia. Like yeah, who knows? And I'm sure he probably <laughs> gets some kind of uh, um I don't some kind from, of from the state money, too. Yeah. yeah. The point is, is I don't see how a person like this could live alone successfully. Unfortunately, he needs he needs help. Travolta plays this character. <laughs> it is it is so I don't know, it's so weird to watch. It's it's the movie is entertaining. It's not good, but it's like something about it is strangely we, hypnotic. We were definitely like hooked into like watching. Not like hooked yeah, on the movie. I, in general, I don't know but. why. It's weird. <laughs> it was a spectacle. It was weird seeing a like known actor like John Travolta. He's done some terrible stuff. You know, I, I, I won't say he's a, he's done just great stuff. Um, but like, if you've ever seen, uh, Tropic Thunder and <laughs> love that movie. <laughs> Tropic they, they, great. They're telling, um, Ben Stiller. They're like, never go full retard. That's just what they say in the movie. I'm not saying that, but that, that is what John Travolta is like. He's doing that performance, like where he's trying to win an Oscar or something for being disabled. Like the Gilbert Grape style. Yeah. Gilbert Grape yeah. radio, you know, and it's, but it's he's like really, going overzealous with it. It's so over the top. It is. It, I don't know. This movie won John Travolta the Worst Actor Award. It's so bad. Because he overacted oh. it a bit. You never feel for him. You're never worried about him. You're just kind of staring at John Travolta strangely going like, what are you doing? What is this? <laughs> like, why are you in this movie, dog? <laughs> like, get out of here. So the story is, he, Moose works as a street performer in a Hollywood uh, on Hollywood Boulevard, the Walk of the Stars or whatever it's called. And he is a rabid fan of this Hunter Dunbar person. His job is he sits on the street and pretends to be an English cop and English yells Bobby. poppy cock about <laughs> poppy, poppy, poppy cock. It's so weird. I don't even know how he makes money doing this. I, um, I feel like it's people give it so to him out of, like, out of pity. Yeah, because even when he's like that, you can tell like he's not all there. But <clears throat> yeah, he. It starts out with you get him in a it's like some kind of pawn shop or something similar. Yeah, it's, um, it's a pawn shop. It's a memorabilia yeah. shop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's trying to uh, he gets news that his fa- favorite actor, Hunter Dunbar, is going to be doing a book signing at that shop, which is kind of weird, but whatever. And he Moose just loses his mind. He's like, oh, my God, I finally get to meet Hunter Dunbar. It's going to be insane. I need something for him to sign to autograph. It can't just be love me. It can't just be a book. That's not good enough. And he ends up buying the super expensive jacket from, uh, uh, from the pawn shop that you, that was the same one that Hunter Dunbar had wore during one of his movies. So he gets, he plans to, uh, to get this jacket signed at the book signing and all this other stuff. And it goes very badly (laughs) because he finally gets there. And the pawn shop dude's pretty cool to Moose because he lets him like cut in line and everything. Uh, He's like he, trying to help him. Yeah. Well, he goes back and forth because then he screws him over later, yeah. like without even paying attention. <laughs> I, it's a weird thing because I feel like the the shop owner like takes advantage of him at the same time because you sold him like an eight hundred dollar jacket. <laughs> I think he's <laughs> knowing he'd be the one to buy it. 
uh, maybe 500. I don't know, but, but he like knows what he's doing. You know, it's, it's a weird relationship. Yeah. I um, think it, it might've just been more. He wants him out of the store. <laughs> so he just, kind of, I don't know. It seems like yeah. they're also friends at the same time. It's a weird dynamic they have going on. And he, Eventually, Moose gets in front of Dunbar to, to sign the jacket. And as he's taking and like unfolding the jacket out, uh, Dunbar gets a uh, a message that someone needs him in the outback, like in the alleyway behind the store. And you get some context of like Dunbar's life at home where he's meeting with his supposed ex-wife. And um, they're having an argument that he was supposed to be watching their kid tonight and he wasn't supposed to be doing a book signing, that kind of thing. Uh, but the point of that was... Moose is now freaking out because he sees Dunbar leaving before that he can sign his jacket. And he actually runs out of the store and confronts Dunbar while he's in the alley um, and just basically interrupting him, trying to get him to sign the jacket. And and Hunter is just like, get out of my fucking face. I'm not yep. signing your jacket for you. Which is fair. It's fair at this point. True, it is fair. You know, he's being accosted by Moose, and Moose is really like, I'm your biggest fan, you're gonna love me, look at this jacket. He's literally having, like, an argument with his ex-wife in an alley. And he's like, "All right, cool. Like, he's saying this as they're talking to each other. (laughs) And, um, and that's, that's what starts it. That's what starts the entire whole scenario. Because as the movie progresses, um, it starts with Moose just really wanting to get a apology from Hunter Dunbar and also to get his jacket signed at the same time. Yeah, his autograph, yeah. And you see these scenes where like he's going over like the conversations he's going to have with Hunter in his head, um, the conversations he could have had with Hunter in the pawn shop had he not left. Like it's kind of weird. <laughs> it's a it, lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a unhealthy obsession. It's, it's yeah. all his life revolves around is Hunter Dunbar. Yep. Because then the crimes start. <laughs> yeah, he has a Moose has a friend who's a paparazzi, and she, for whatever it's that it is such a weird character because she doesn't really do anything except give Moose the address of. She kind of enables a lot of what she done. does. She totally enables all the things that happen. I don't know and why she's she, mad at him. Yeah, I think it's weirder because he's so much older than her. Like at first, I thought maybe they're childhood friends, but she's so much younger than him. Yeah, <laughs> it it's very strange, very strange um, relationship that they have. Well, and then she also gives him the address of this guy, knowing that he's like super obsessed. Well, it it starts out with um he hears that Hunter Dunbar is going to be going to a party. So Leia, who's Hunter, Moose's like pretty much only friend, helps him break into this party by like cutting through a fence and he like infiltrates the party and keeps trying to find Hunter talking to all these famous actors and Hunter's not there cuz he learns that uh he's actually he has to watch his kid and he just like completely loses it and he's just really angry and eventually <laughs> Moose asks Leia how she always finds where these famous actors are and she tells him he, she has an app on her phone. I forget what it's called. It's like Star Tracker or something like that. Star Map? Star Map. I think that's what it was. Is it Star yeah. Map? Uh, yeah, it's, it's something it like that. doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> she, like, she, she tells him this. 
shows him the app and how to use it and then says, well, I don't want you doing anything crazy with this, okay? No stalkerish things. <laughs> no stalkerish things. <laughs> surprise, surprise. The <laughs> first thing idiot. he does is stalkerish. <laughs> goes yes. to his goes, backyard. No, he goes to his house first and he's like peeping inside. The, he's like right, grabbing right. on he's the gate. Right, right. He's at the fence, yeah. Well, he's trying to deliver a letter because that's the whole reason he went to the house first. He He's trying yeah. to deliver a letter to explain himself and apologize to him and also request an apology from Hunter as well. It's actually not a bad idea, but he act, you know, in Hunter his head, has a it's not peel. a bad idea. Yeah. He doesn't know how to. But this is not something that you do for. Because Hunter is out on a jog with his kid and he rolls up and he's like, there's a strange man at my house and my kid is right here. And rightfully so starts to flip out. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd be mad if somebody was at my house where my kid was doing weird shit, too. Uh, Yeah. And it's like a gated community in the hills. Like there's not supposed to be people just walking the streets like you have to be there on purpose. Yeah, people um, aren't like looking through your bars because they're curious. No, he, <laughs> that doesn't he, happen. He, rather than call the cops or anything, though, he like starts physically threatening him and he's like, I'll give you an autograph. And he takes his pen and like jams it into Moose's chest and like writes his name in Sharpie, but like really hard enough to hurt him on yeah. his shirt and is like, there's your autograph. Now fuck off and never come back or I'm calling the cops or and I'll kill you or something. Like, he says, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, he, he likes brings up his gun. Yeah, he said, I'll shoot you with my, oh no, what do you say? I'll shove my 12 gauge so far up your ass, you'll be coughing bullets or some shit. I don't know, something stupid. <laughs> some shit. And this is where it gets even, even more insane. But he calls him a stalker insane. too. Yeah, he definitely calls him a stalker. And Moose just point, keeps coming back. Yeah, you see scenes where he's starting to like kind of break down, but he keeps coming back over and over again. And he keeps getting more and more access to the house every time he comes back. Um, it starts with him like going to the backyard and he finally delivered his letter. He leaves it on the ground, but he gets <laughs> spotted on. or he almost leaves it on the ground, but he gets spotted by no, um, the maids. No, he does. He does leave it on the ground and it's he, great he because, it, it? because there's a maid out back who apparently Hunter was sleeping with. That doesn't really go anywhere, but, um, the the maid is like cleaning up in the backyard a little bit and there's this scene where she's doing stuff and the letter is right there on the ground and moose is like in the bushes but he's also like seven feet tall and in a hawaiian like flower shirt and there's no way she didn't fucking see him just standing there and uh she goes to pick up the letter and he freaks out and runs at her and um it ends up poorly for her she starts beating him with like duster yeah, she's freaking out because there's some strange dude in the backyard. So she starts hitting him with like this little duster thing. And Moose doesn't know what to do. He's also freaking out. And so he just pops her in the nose. <laughs> he does. And she yeah. slips and smacks her head on a fountain and pretty much dies right there on the ground. And, you know, you can tell Moose is, you know, they're, they're going real hard with the uh, disabled aspect because he's like, oh, you got a bloody nose. You better you better take care of that. You better put some uh, some paper towels up your nose to stop that bloody. And then and then he sees a wind chime glittering and it totally distracts him from the situation. You're like, ooh, yeah. shiny. He, they literally throw an ooh, shiny scene in there and he wanders up to the house and makes his first entry into Hunter Dunbar's actual house yeah there's a lot of creepy shit this is where it gets creepy and interesting because he's just walking around his house just having a good old time 
he he's like touching everything he's using the toothbrush in there he oh it's I so think awful the toothbrush ended up being the sun's toothbrush it did it did, it did. and then you, you watch the sun use it later that night oh it's so it's so bad uh. <laughs> but because he's like washing his tongue within everything it's oh man it's not great <laughs> but it, it flash it it Fast forwards to later that night and now Hunter's home with his son and they're just having, you know, some some bonding time. They're talking. But as they're doing things throughout the house, you see you see fucking Moose in the background just being so stealthy. He's he's <laughs> must have played a ton of Splinter Cell or something because <laughs> my God, he's like hiding <laughs> as they're doing shit the entire time. Well, well and not mean, only that, he's he's like six foot two and he's wearing, like I said, a giant, like a big old Hawaiian shirt. Like, I don't, I don't with know. With a backpack on. <laughs> with a backpack yeah. on. <laughs> like, you can't just have John Travolta people just being that stealthy. Well, it's it's kind of ridiculous at some point because there's one, there's one moment where Hunter's like putting his kid to bed. He's talking him in, telling him like all this stuff. And then the camera like zooms down and you see John Travolta's hand reach out from under the bed and grab a, one of the son's toys. I don't know how he got drags- under the to- the kid's bed like that. There was no reason he should be under there. He should be in a closet or, you know, down the hallway yeah. or something. He well, went under there on purpose. Yeah, why he moved under there, it never fucking, it makes no sense. Meanwhile, remember, the maid is still outside dead in the yep. yard. Yeah. <laughs> She's still <laughs> out there. So, um, I think uh, Moose, does he come back or is he just there the whole time? Uh, he's there the entire night. Yeah, he's, he's there the whole night. Because at, at one point they they show that Hunter actually takes sleeping pills, several of them, mm-hmm. and he falls asleep on the couch. And he's <laughs> uh, Moose is talking uh, or watching a, a movie with him, quote unquote, in the living room because he's just fucking knocked out. Don't forget the selfies with him. Yeah, kissing he starts Hunter. taking selfies because he goes and he finds Hunter passed out on the couch or the chair, and he's like he puts a blanket on him. He takes selfies with him. He kisses him on the forehead. And then he just sits down and watches a movie with the passed out hunter and falls asleep. Uh, the next morning, the alarm goes off. Uh, Moose wakes up first and runs away really fast <laughs> before Hunter quick. can wake up. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he even quick. slams the front door as Hunter's waking up. And Hunter's just like, <laughs> you know, it's weird because he got everything he wanted and then he he goes back. Oh, no, that's right. He's he's running down the street because it's, you know, it's all in the hills. And so you got to go quite a ways before you actually make it back to to the city or the town down these like hilly roads. Yeah, this is the scene where he calls him a stalker. Yeah, Hunter's driving to drop his kid off at school while listening to Limp. There's this weird scene where he's like... Hey son, you ever hear about this cool band Limp Biscuit? Let me play you some of this cool shit. And they're just rocking out in the car to like some old ass Limp Biscuit nonsense. It's a really weird thing to have in the there. The son's like, yeah, this is this is <laughs> great. <laughs> I don't know if it was supposed to be a joke to on Fred. I don't know what that was. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I need to see like Fred Durst. I want to see the commentary on this movie. This is a movie I would love to hear the commentary for. That would be fantastic. Um. And he sees Moose running down the street and he, you know, it looks like he's going to hit him with his car, but then he slams on the brakes, gets out and then, you know, starts yelling at Moose saying, I'll kill you, leave, you're a stalker and 
Moose screams he's not a stalker, and then uh, he has a bit of a breakdown, I guess. Yeah, uh, eventually he's confronted by Leia afterwards, because it's revealed that not only was Moose taking pictures of everything he was, he was posting doing, them? It, yeah, he was posting those pictures on social media, too. <laughs> and Leia's like, you can't just post crimes that you're committing <laughs> on your Facebook. <laughs> and, like, and Moose says, oh, well, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to block you. How do you like that? <laughs> he goes, you're mean. You're mean. And and kicks her out. And there's some other scenes, too, with like other characters that just they're just used to enforce like uh, the degradation that Moose is going through. Everyone keeps calling him a stalker and all this other stuff. Everyone's mean to him. Well, they do do showcase that he's kind of going crazy because there's this guy who's another street performer who mugs people and is a total asshole. And he's like telling Moose, I need you to keep people to no mug people while I keep him distracted. And then he starts and Moose says no. And the guy's like, well, you're just a loser and you're dumb. And, and Moose like freaks out and starts choking him in the street. And uh, you see him he, kind he, of. He's like, he's, he says he hopes something very violent. Like, I'm not going to describe it all because I can't oh, fucking yeah. remember it. But he's like, I hope Freddy Krueger comes and cuts your head off and you get hit by a truck and your head splatters in the road. And the whole time he's choking him. It's just and yeah, he's like, and everybody's watching and it's like, what the fuck just happened? It's like the kind of violence a child would wish to inflict on another child like i mean it's very fantastic that kind of is an aspect of uh autism isn't it sometimes people with autism are childlike i suppose this movie movie says not qualified to answer that question (laughs) i i I don't exactly know if we're to believe if we're to believe the movie then yes (laughs) that's how that works um and Moose decides to go back to Hunter's house, I guess. I don't remember yeah. the impetus for that, but he he just decides to do it again. He's just mad. And this is more from the point of view at uh, Hunter Dunbar at this point, because we see Hunter waking up at night in his bed, and he's tied up with ropes. <laughs> is it like paracord? Yeah, with paracord. And he yeah, immediately like starts shit. freaking out. And of he, course. he's looking around, trying to figure out what's going on, and he sees Moose lying on the ground um in a puddle of blood in a puddle of blood he's like what the fuck what the fuck <laughs> he's just straight up freaking out and it turns out no that moose is okay it's fake blood and he just gets up and he's laughing and this is where it gets kind of crazy because moose starts like playing out scenes from I don't know if it's supposed to be various movies or some hunters. Well, I think that's like a saw scene. And then he comes back. Yeah. uh, He's got a Jason Jason. mask on and he's, you know, Hunter's still tied to the bed and he wakes up and Moose is in there with a Jason mask and a knife and he starts stabbing him, but it's a fake knife. And he starts laughing going, I can act too. Aren't I so great? Here's what's weird about that though. He's like, Oh, did I actually hurt you? And like, he's actually bleeding. So I don't, well, I I don't actually know. I don't think at any point, uh moose wanted to hurt hunter dunbar um that i think he was probably just doing using it too hard like he wanted to be friends more than anything else yeah um, the maid is still dead outside it's been a couple days <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah they never no one, he never no knew one checks that, that, that backyard she died. <laughs> <laughs> it never comes up until the very end no one ever goes in the backyard that house apparently but at, at this point, Hunter's in full negotiation mode. Like, I need to get out of this. Yeah, he turns on the, the action man. He's like, hey, man, we can be friends and we'll 
we'll go get ice cream, strawberry ice cream. You know, he said chocolate ice cream. This is like, no, strawberries. Like, okay, strawberry ice cream. Yeah, food. Like, yeah, yeah, strawberry. Fuck you. Fuck the chocolate. Just <laughs> chocolate, <you> buddy. <laughs> we'll come back and watch movies. You just got to untie me. And of course it works. And then Dunbar pulls out a shotgun and then immediately shoots him in the face. I don't in know where that shotgun came from. Where did it's like it come lever from? like lever action and everything. I think it was mounted on the wall above the bed. Was it? Okay. It was. He I like think, reaches uh, over. I think he has that thing where there's a hidden compartment like in oh, your yeah, bed the frame. Hidden compartment bed frame. Yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Oh, you, you, have you ever seen the commercials for it? Because there were commercials no. for that thing. Oh, yeah, the thing no. where the, the, the panel on your bed frame is actually a door. So when you push into it, uh, a firearm will drop into your hands. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's an I've actual never thing. Heard of that. Really? You what the fuck? No. I forget Neither what it's called, I know. but yeah, it's, it's a real thing. It's, it's the shooty door. <laughs> it's very stupid. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the quick shooty door. Anyways, he uses but, his quick shooty door bed frame, uh, TM, and uses the rifle to uh, blow off a bunch of Moose's fingers, right? Yeah. It's a very... Moose starts, starts crying because <laughs> it hurts. And he like falls down the stairs and everything. And then, he keeps uh, kicking him down the stairs. Yeah. And then Hunter stabs him in the eye, too. He had like this Bowie knife after, in his drawer. Yeah. It's I was after like, shooting what? right next to his ears, too. Yeah. Yeah, he fires the shotgun a bunch of times and like deafens Moose and uh, stabs him in the eye. And then I think he kind of drops the gun. He's like, I don't want to kill you. Like, well, Moose says some long lines of he's like, I just like your movies. And then he like realizes that he is kind of hurting someone that probably doesn't actually know what they're doing. <laughs> he's kind of hurting him. <laughs> he's <laughs> well, okay, very he is much hurting, hurting him, him. But like, but yeah. like, you know, he has that realization yeah. of, oh, this guy's not all there. You. So he like, basically just he doesn't even call the cops or anything. He just says, get out of my house and like walks him out the door. <laughs> He's like, all right, go. This is enough. And you get a scene of Moose wandering around the streets and uh, he's got his bloody makeup on and now it's it will not makeup. He's all beat up and bloody and shit. And people now want to take pictures of him. He's like famous. He got his dream. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I think it's they, they think it's makeup. Yeah. Even though everybody ignored him as the Bobby cop. Now he's uh, he's uh, getting all the attention, and then uh, it's only Leah that recognizes that he's hurt. Yeah, Leah finds him, takes him to the hospital, and then Dunbar gets arrested. And I think they arrest him. I think the cops think he killed the housekeeper because they yeah. finally well, kill, find them. Remember, he mm-hmm. told the ground he told the uh, groundskeeper to keep an eye out for Moose. Mm-hmm. But then the groundskeeper finds the dead maid in the back, in the back, and I assume he assumed it was Hunter that did it. It, and then the movie there ends. Was there. <laughs> yeah, there, there's that's the end. That's the end of the movie. Yep. And it's it's so weird because you don't know who to root for. Like obviously John Travolta as Moose is like not that's not your hero. He <laughs> is losing his mind. Um, Hunter Dunbar is like kind of the victim in all this, but also he's a total shithead through he's the whole such movie. An asshole. Oh, I remember he... saying through the whole movie, like, you could end this so easily. Like, just call the police. You know call he's been in your house. Give like, him you have the autograph. Everywhere. Yeah, you could have just given him the autograph. You didn't you, have to be rude to him at all. You know who exactly this person is? Like, yeah, you could just give him, him the yeah, autograph. Yeah, he stole his name. Yeah. 
Uh, he's well, literally did he on the street that. every All he night. had to had to go do was go back to the the pawn shop that he'd gone like they gone to and say, "Hey, do you know this dude?" and describe Moose. Yeah, he'd already met him in the alley. Like he knows exactly what he looks like. He saw yeah. him in line and everything. It, like, <laughs> he could have easily solved this problem, but he's, he's too much of a dick. dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how watchable this movie is. And like I said in the beginning, um, I don't know if that's in the recording or not, but this movie opened and made $3,000, three grand <laughs> and, <laughs> man, I like, I don't, it's not a good, like a really good movie, but it's, it's engaging. You know, you can watch it. I was definitely playing something and stopped playing something so I could sit here and watch <laughs> what was happening. Like, it yeah. is so strange. It those... is such a strange movie. It's like Tusk, where you're like, except Tusk was good as well. Um, this is just so strange. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't Just when you, uh, like, those scenes where he's in the person's house and, like, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, all, it's, it's, it's pretty good. There are things that a lot of the critiques for the movie are like the uh, the weird voiceover narration. Like that's kind of wonky. You probably didn't need that at all. I don't know why that's in there. Um, Which part? Every now and then you'll hear Leia like narrating what's happening for some reason. Oh, yeah, that was weird. I did that. That was unnecessary. It was like uh, and it wasn't like a useful narration. It was more like um, poetry, like nonsense. It it wasn't nonsense, but it was it was. uh, it felt like it was trying to be way deeper than the movie was actually trying to be. It wasn't good. It wasn't necessary at all. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. $3,153 from 52 theaters in the U.S. Oof. It's very... Um, oh. it, it's very like this This movie can be solved in, in ways that this would never actually ha- happen. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's that's kind of the but, point. To yeah, some degree is like is some stuff point. just happens and blows up and there's nothing you can really shit just could have been solved if people did the right things and you, they don't. Yeah, you kind of just need to, you know, suspend your 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 disbelief for a bit and just go with it and you're good. But I think the the hugest problem is having John Travolta as, as, no. as Moose. It, like, it was interesting choice (laughs) i I think if you'd used a a smaller actor who who really wanted to make this part work it was just it was really weird seeing john travolta do this it was it didn't work there's some points where like um i kind of remember oh yeah this is john travolta like when he when todd the person who's been bullying him moose just straight up starts strangling him (laughs) there's nothing todd can do i'm like oh yeah this is john travolta He will snap your neck like a twig. (laughs) I don't know. How big is John Travolta? He isn't a big dude. Um, Because if you remember the bouncer uh, that was at the party, he was way bigger than John by like almost a foot. Really? Yeah. No, John Travolta is 6'2". Oh, yeah. The the bouncer was like way bigger. No, he's a bouncer. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not like humongous, but um, he's he's always he's I see him a lot into that role of that action hero. So he had that. uh phonetical strength too i guess i don't know uh it's it's strange it's a very strange movie he's a strange character it's a movie i would say is worth seeing once to anybody just to be like what what just what is this yeah (laughs) this is definitely a cult film 
Like, yeah, <laughs> that's what absolutely. this is. Well, I mean, I'd seen a couple of people talk about it and I was like, I don't, I don't know if I'd be into it. And, um, I'm glad I finally put it on because it's, it's going to stick with me. Every time I think of John Travolta now, I'm not going to think of look who's talking or, um, Uh, (laughs) what was some of his other ones dirty dancing or whatever that one that he did where he was dancing i'm gonna think of this this and maybe maybe battlefield earth this and battlefield earth are what i think of when john travolta comes to mind i think what might have helped is if if moose hadn't didn't live in hollywood like he he lives somewhere else and traveled to hollywood to meet um hunter dunbar that might have been a bit better because one of the things Maybe. that's kind of weird about the movie is, you know, if you live here, have you not met him or seen him by now? Because he, he's an older dude. Like, he, he's in his, like, late 40s. Yeah. I mean, I think this might be one of those movies that's. I feel like it might be aimed at people who are actors. You know, like, um, if that makes sense. Like, people who are in the business would, oh, would yeah. see something more in this movie. But I see what you mean. To the general person, it's it's just a really weird fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, what I do like about it is, um, like, at the end there, they, they really don't censor anything. Like, they go full out. Like, when you see Moose get shot in the hand with that shotgun that that hand's halfway gone yeah it's just it's just gone and oh, like, yeah. his his fingers are fucking you see him get stabbed in the stubs. eye by a freaking bowie knife like oh my gosh and it, it doesn't it, i liked it a little bit because it didn't follow like traditional movie structure it just kept escalating yeah and it didn't even escalate to like where i thought it would just kind of stopped at a point um you, you'd think there'd be this big old you know you'd think somebody would die and it was just the maid, that poor maid. Yeah. <laughs> she was out there rotting for days. I was laughing. I was like, can you imagine having a house so big that someone dies on your property and you don't realize for several days? God. Like a week like, later? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that was weird too, because like they showed some of the movies, like little bits and clips and titles of the movies he'd done. And it all looked like B trash. Like there was nothing. He didn't, he didn't seem like the most famous actor. He was doing a, a book signing in a like, shitty little memorabilia shop he he, and that house was so fucking big I, yeah it, it didn't seem to mesh quite properly but you know i don't know maybe i was just looking at the wrong things i was more I surprised I, I, that i feel like you'd notice if your mate was gone for a few days especially if you're banging her yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know is it just me like <laughs> should just take a, a surprise extended vacation or something I don't know. He was busy. He was hanging out with his kid and and just being busy, I guess. And, and dealing true. with Moose. Yeah, <laughs> and dealing with Moose. I don't know. I don't know. All I would say is definitely give Check this a out. watch. It's free on, where do we watch it? Hulu or Netflix? It's free somewhere. I don't. I don't actually pay attention to watch it. I just only watched it. It's on a subscription service. I think it may be Amazon. I don't know. I would totally watch it. You can find this. it somewhere. I we have it. Two, oh, you'd like, definitely be able to find it. We have like two solid recommends this time from Dust oh, yeah. Till Dawn and The Fanatic. Um, not Krampus Free Guy or whatever else we watched. Krampus um, Guy. Krampus Guy. <laughs> Krampus. Free Guy. Krampus Edition. DLC. Dude um, Guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely, if you if you feel like watching stuff you haven't seen before, which is kind of what this podcast has become about, uh, 
both of these movies are fantastic. I still can't believe it only made three grand, man. <laughs> you can't believe it? Because I sure like, can. 52 theaters, it only well, made three grand. I, I thought at least having John Travolta in the movie would garner some attention. You maybe know? having John Travolta in a movie 20 years ago, maybe, or 10 years maybe, ago. Maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. This was just a couple of years ago. He's been, there was another movie I saw recently that he did a lot of these older action kind of guys, Steven Seagal, um, John Travolta, uh, die hard guy, John McClane. Like they've all (laughs) been in these really bad, like straight to DVD action movies that they're very much so just doing for the money for at least as far as I can tell. And all their, their reputations are just trash now. Like the last thing I saw John Travolta in was, um, another straight to DVD movie where he played like a Russian. No, there was two of them. One, he was like a Russian hitman or something. And it was so weird listening to his accent the whole time. It was totally a big old action movie. And, but it was so weird seeing him in that role. Cause he's just, I don't know. I don't know. Not great. <laughs> and then there was another one where he also played like a Russian guy hunting another guy in the woods. And that movie was weird as shit too. Cause he's the, the acting in it is so weird. It's not, it's not his forte. <laughs> they just, they don't, they don't put out, they're done. You know, we've moved on to the rock and um, John Cena or something. I don't know. I don't think I've watched a single movie with the rock in it besides Jumanji. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I watched I a bunch too. He was really good in um get Sh- whatever get shorty two was. I don't know the title of it, but he played like a gay bouncer. He was really funny in that. I've, I've, I've enjoyed him with most tall. stuff I've seen him. Yeah, been. Walking Tall. I've seen that one a couple times. I like that one. He gets people with a stick. It's great. Well, if you want to watch, uh, <laughs> apparently John Travolta is coming out with another movie, uh, Paradise City. Ooh, it's yeah, gonna be him and Bruce Willis. <laughs> Ooh, is it straight to DVD? I don't know. They haven't even put out in like a, a expected date for it. I, I noticed know. that when I was looking at his um his uh, filmography there is that uh, one of his more recent ones, I guess. I think it was the same year as uh as the yeah. fanatic. Yeah, the Poison Rose. It's him and Morgan Freeman. Morgan well, Freeman's another one. The, the only reason why older actors are the only reason why people are whatever. like I don't want to say people are hyped for, it, but the only real attention paradise city brings is it's um bruce willis and john travolta's first collaboration since pulp fiction oh yeah so in almost wow. 30 years you'd think they would have done something together oh well well they're both like i guess I'm they both try to be sure. those action stars so. <laughs> i'm sure it will be just as good as pulp fiction if not better <laughs> If not, it'll nobody will ever talk about Pulp Fiction again. They'll talk about Paradise City whenever hey, they think of Bruce John Willis is the main Bruce character. Willis. <sighs> anyway, definite recommends on my part. Would you guys say the same for yeah. the fanatic? Oh yeah, definitely check it out. Honestly, oh. I, I I feel bad. It only made three grand because it's not that bad of a movie, and I it feel is. even <laughs> worse that it got nominated for so many bad movie awards. <laughs> Okay, like, it's not that bad if you're sitting with a bunch of friends watching it be weird. If you yeah. go to, like, the theater to see a movie and this is what you saw, would you want your money back? Or would That's you be like, true. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. True. Yeah, I, like, I, I gotta remember that this isn't one of those, like, those hidden movies that you had to search for. This is literally a John Travolta movie yeah. distributed by Redbox. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so 
imagine I imagine all the families who were like, ooh, look at this, the fanatic. It's on Redbox and it's got John Travolta. What do you think, honey? Yeah, let's go watch that tonight. And then just like the uncomfortable silence as they sit there on the couch going, what the fuck is this? Why is he acting like that, honey? <laughs> What's wrong with it? It's like a demented forest gun. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty much going to be our time for today. Bizarro Forrest Grump. Um, <laughs> Forrest Grump. Forrest I don't know Grump. what happened. He's just angry. I'm, I'm slurring. Uh, oh, um, man. We, I think we're going to watch Venom today. Oh, Venom. Next time. Along with probably something else. And um, yeah. Well, it's going to be the new, uh, new Adam Sandler movie. No Hell more yeah. fucking Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> yes. Yeah, dude, I will totally watch an Adam Sandler movie. Let me know if anybody wants to listen to us talk about an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> I can hear I'm not your paying head to rent in them. your hands when you said I can, that. I can hear the face falling. There yeah, is genuine I am, concern. I, you, I guess it's louder than I thought because I'm legitimately like, like rubbing my eyes at the thought of watching another Adam Sandler movie. Hey, crazy nights. They're trash. They're garbage. Hey, crazy They're not notes. fun. They're terrible. But what about that latest one that we watched, you know, in that in that previous episode when we watched uh, oh god, what was it called? I already forget. It was that good, huh? It was that Jack good. and Jill. Jack and yeah. Jill. Was it Jack and Jill? Was that the last M Cinema we watched? No, yeah. you guys watched Don't Mess with the Zohan. I did not. I mean we as in all three of us. Oh yeah. Well then it was Adam Sandler. It was it was Jack and Jill. Yeah, the movie's too good for you, Fliss. You wouldn't be able to handle you know. That's fine. Like that. I'm gonna sit here in the muck where I don't have to watch <laughs> where I don't have to watch Adam Sandler. You know what? Fliz will ne- you know what? Fliz will never be silky smooth. Yeah, you'll never be silky smooth, Fliz. I good. Do feel. I feel good. I feel great that I'll never be silky smooth. You, anyway. you don't want to watch Adam Sandler bang a bunch of old ladies? What are you, what are you talking about? I, don't, I <laughs> didn't even know that's hair. what that movie was that, about. That's, I have no idea what that movie's it. about. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a part you know, of it. We should have an episode where we describe some of the Adam Sandler movies to you. <laughs> <laughs> Vaguely. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. No, I'm done with, no, I don't want to do anything Adam Sandler. I, I don't even really like the good stuff he's done at this we're gonna, point. We're going to make you watch Paul Blart Mall Cop too. Okay, so Adam Sandler movies. Let's watch him. <laughs> I do wow, not want to watch that much. I um, do not want to watch Paul Blart. That's 10 times worse. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to us. Uh, please go check out these movies. Give the fanatic a couple dollars. It deserves it. <laughs> it deserves it for entertainment value alone. Yeah, I think um, we made that the number go up like four cents. Let's go. Help Fred Durst make more movies, please. <laughs> he's, he's starving. He needs all the help he can get. <laughs> he ate all the cookies. <laughs> he learned to limp biscuits. Oh my god, um, dude. Uh check me out on Twitch. Uh you guys don't have anything you want to plug ever, so we <laughs> check me out on um, twitch.tv slash flizzo. If Hanging you in there like the, the podcast a lot, consider uh checking out the Patreon, kicking a few bucks our way to alleviate costs. I forgot um, you had a Patreon again. <laughs> me too. It's okay. <laughs> I'm a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Do we ever tell the story on, on here when I when I subscribed to your Patreon? And I was like, what cool benefits do I get? You're like, I don't know. Yeah, what cool benefits do I get, Blizz, huh? Look, man. <laughs> you look at these other people. They make it seem so easy. 
And then you do it yourself and you're like, I don't even know. I don't what 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 am I trying to even do here? I'm just trying to keep the podcast going, okay? Leave me alone. Yeah, shit on me for trying to make this shit fun. Yeah, it's pretty cringe. (laughs) Fuck you, Fliz. Good night. I'm going to bed. Good night. Hey, mic drop. (laughs) Oh. Uh, we could talk about Endwalker next time too. That'd be fun. We gotta do that at some point. Oh yeah. All right. See ya. Fools left already. I didn't think he actually left. <laughs> oh no. He's so sad. Yeah, he's gone. Oh no. Soon. Do our outro. Go. Oh my god. You stopped recording. Wow. Now it's just me. This is awkward. We can use my audio from this point. It's going to stay there. It's just going to be me rambling exactly right. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Baby storm. (sighs) Right. See you.